On this episode of The Mompreneur Show, I'm talking to Mindy Hardin. She's a wife, a mother of six children, and an inventor of boogie wipes. If you're a mom, you know exactly what boogie wipes are. And on the show today, Mindy will share with us her incredible journey of mompreneurship, how she chased it all and then lost it all, and I mean all, her business, her marriage, even her car. I'm your host, Vicky Lashenko, and this is the show that helps mom entrepreneurs win in business without losing at home. Thank you so much for being here. But before we get into the show, I would like to thank two amazing companies for helping making the show possible. One of them is Madeon. Madeon makes incredible skincare products such as this hard lotion bar or this lip balm or even this stick lotion bar, which is amazing. And I use her her products all the time, especially while we're moving. My hands are always dry and they really helped me keep my hands moist. And this is great for those who have eczema or have extra dry skin. It really, really helps moisturize. And the best part is that they're made out of natural ingredients such as beeswax, cocoa butter, shea butter, coconut oil. And I can really attest to these. I use them all the time. I highly encourage you to go ahead and go on to hardlotion.com and place your order. Get a few of these hard lotion bars, get a few of the lip balms, they're absolutely amazing. And you know what? Just for you being on the show, you get $5 off your purchase. And that will go a long way because all of the products on hardlotion.com are very affordable. So make sure you put in V-I-C-K-Y, the code Vicky in the coupon code once you check out. And another company I want to say thank you to is Audible. And Audible is an incredible company that has hundreds of thousands of audiobooks that you can listen on the go. I consume a ton of books and people ask me all the time, oh my goodness, when do you have the time to listen? And my secret is Audible because I listen to them on while I'm driving. I listen to them while I'm doing housework, while I'm washing the dishes. And it's absolutely amazing. They have almost every single book under the sun. Go to audible.com forward slash Vicky to get a free book. That's right. You'll get a 30-day free trial. And that includes one credit to a book of your choice that you can download and listen to on the go. Thank you so much for being here, Mama. Let's get into the show. Welcome to the show. Hi, Vicky. How are you? You were like, this has never happened before. I have an idea why, but that's so funny. And I have to say, first and foremost, I have never met someone whose name is a discount code. So I would just like to say that's awesome that people can put your name in and get $5 off. Like I'm putting that on my bucket list. (laughs) Mindy, you are so sweet. It's just like affiliation that we have with the company and that really helps support the show and um it's it's so funny because when we were talking about it it's like okay what kind of code are we going to use and I told her I was like Renee we should use mompreneur because you know it's obvious mompreneur and you know like as a code and she's like Vicky you know mompreneur is honestly like really confusing to spell so <laughs> let's just do Vicky and so I'm so happy she did because Vicky is so much easier to spell. I know there's so much different variations, but V-I-C-K-Y, um, but um, but still a lot easier than mompreneur. So fun. I, I always mess up mompreneur, even me. Like I always write it out and I mess it up. Okay. So Mindy, oh my gosh, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm so happy and so thankful that you're here. This has been a long time coming. You were on my list 
forever. I've heard, I've <laughs> known about you for years. Been a huge fan, um, and I'm I'm just so honored, so privileged to have you on the show and hear your beautiful story. Oh, thank you. I'm very excited. I've been following along with some of the stories of the women who follow you and clicking through and, you know, totally Facebook stalking and Instagram liking and moving around. And there's some really amazing ideas and businesses and products out there that they are working really hard to bring to life. So I love the chance to be able to share my story with them and, you know, hopefully um, give them a little bit of juicy nuggets to think about through that process. So I'm, I'm really happy to be here. Thank you. Mindy, thank you so much. And just, um, I'm going to jump forward, like lots forward, um, about you and what you're doing. Like you work with mom entrepreneurs, especially with a ton who have product-based businesses and you know, like, you know what they deal, what they deal with, you know what they're going through. And I think that, um, I just want to thank you so much for being such a huge encourager and inspiration for mom entrepreneurs and helping them create businesses that that work around their life. And I mean, we had a few guests on the show that have been clients of yours, which is amazing. Oh, that is great to hear. What a blessing. I have been so, I mean, I've been uh, consulting now at Juicebox for about five years. And sometimes I look back as the other day I issued my, I don't know, 700th invoice or something and looked back through my client list and all the products on my wall. And I am just so grateful and so blessed. And every one of them has this amazing, unique story of this mom and her skills and her idea and where it went, where it is and what she hoped for and what happened. And they just are all so powerful and so meaningful. So I feel incredibly, incredibly blessed that I get to just jump in at any, any crossroads for them and share whatever I can in that moment. It's really a wonderful way to, to do business. You're a huge supporter. And I really want to talk about this, but later, maybe off screen um, about like your strengths, because I feel like we're so the same in so many ways. It's crazy. All right. So let's let's get into your story. Um, Share with us how what what was your journey like um, maybe right before um, you invented Boogie Wipes? (laughs) I know you just want to say boogie, 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 Um, (laughs) which is fine. That's why we called it that. Um, I, you know, I just, I went to college, I was going to go into marketing and psychology, got some regular jobs at a couple places. And like many mompreneurs, um, had my first baby and went, Oh no, I don't want to leave them. Like I feel connected. Not to mention, I don't want to pump at work. So how can I stay home? (laughs) Right. So I immediately started trying to come up with kind of ideas and, um, I did an event marketing company for a while. And then I actually produced, um, a couple of trade shows for a few years. And then one day I was wiping my sweet little girl's nose and she was screaming and it wasn't going well. And I just kind of had the idea, um, for boogie wipes and that, you know, a soft, moist tissue on her nose would feel kind of good. And And I just, it was a very, um, you know, I describe it as a matrix moment where time kind of stood still and she kind of looked at me like, huh, it felt kind of good mom. And I think like a lot of women who have a business idea initially, they kind of think, okay, is this a business idea or is this just me like, you know, putting a little of this and a little of that together and I created something that works for me or is this truly something that scalable, that could be profitable, that I could do something with. So I spent quite a while kind of in that phase and that's where I um, started to think about manufacturing and 
patents and a business partner and what it would actually take. Spent a lot of time with my um, my second husband, Google. Spent a lot of time with Google. <laughs> I'm like, hey, Google, what can you teach me today? Um, so I spent a lot of time just trying to learn and, you know, figure out um, what needed to be done to, to kind of get the idea off the ground. And, and sure enough, it, it was a scalable business. Okay, so let me just come. I mean, there's so many things we can talk about. And I, I do realize that if we do talk about everything, we're going to be sitting here all day, which I would not <laughs> mind, honestly. But, you know, we think there's things that we got to do, responsibilities and stuff. So, but Mindy, you, you mentioned that um, you went to Google for a lot of your questions and a lot of answers. And I love that. You know, somewhere just recently, like literally the other day, somebody posted that. I have no idea who it was, but. Um, if there is a student, the teacher will always show up. Mm. And so I feel like that's with you. Like if there is that desire to learn something, you will always find the answer. So it's kind of like seeking mm-hmm. you shall find. And so I love that you, you mentioned that. Okay. So how can you tell us a little bit about the process? What kind of process did you go through as far as figuring out what in the world to to do as far as like the business idea um because you you have a ton of marketing background and you're a genius worked with a fortune 500 company but how did you um like just narrow down because there's so many moms like i just literally did a survey just the other day there's so many moms that have so many ideas they don't know what to focus on so i'd love yeah absolutely um i think it was baby steps you know i think in the beginning it was Okay, well, is this patentable? Let's research that. Okay, well, how would it be? Okay, is it manufacturable? Is it profitable, I call it, which basically means that is somebody willing to buy a pack of specialty cute wipes that mom invented for $4, and how much is it going to cost me to make that package of wipes? Is there even any profit in there for me? So I think a lot of times moms have great ideas, but they ask their friend or grandma or cousin Eddie, oh, yeah, I totally buy your thing. And then you have it and you're like, okay, buy it. And they're like, oh, I don't have my wallet today. And, you know, there's something in that. So you have to be really cautious where you're getting um, input on your business idea from because, you know, friends and family don't want to disappoint you. And I think you need to go to some anonymous sources to really determine if it's a great idea. Um, so we did that for, um, you know, I, I did that for quite a while. And then, kind of got to the place where we had to bite off um, the the chunk of money to be able to produce it. So my business partner and I each put in um, 50-50 and we just made our first run of boogie wipes. So we found a manufacturer and um, trademarked the name, um, started a website and kind of just started selling online eventually, which as you can imagine, didn't uh, not a lot of people want to go online to buy a three ninety nine pack of wipes. <laughs> so that wasn't necessarily the best choice, but um but yeah, from there, we started getting into retail stores and um, it kind of just grew and, and grew and grew. But it's it's very much one step at a time. And if you get too far ahead of yourself, um, you know, if you go and start taking in money or seeking partners or and especially if you do anything in desperation, you're really not going to make good choices. And I'm always reminding my clients as well that, you know, nobody's going to pay for the consequences of your choices in your business except for you. So as great as it is to say, oh, well, my husband wants me to do this and my mom thinks that and Google told me this and it, you have to sit down and go, okay, worst case scenario, if, if worst case mm-hmm, scenario, mm-hmm. do I still have all of, of what I need and what I crave and the treasures of who I am as a person 
to keep moving forward. If I lose all the money, if it doesn't succeed, if I publicly look like a complete failure, failure, um, you know, if I sacrifice all these things, if I give up my hobbies and miss my workouts and whatever else you're setting aside to make your business grow, um, and it falls on its face, am I going to be okay? Because really at the end of the day, all these people are going to have great ideas, but only you have to carry the weight of those choices, regrets, successes, you know, lost failures. Those are, those are going to stay deeply embedded in, in your heart and your journey. Um, so you really have to make those choices moving forward, recognizing that. Oh my gosh, that is so powerful. And I, when I'm going to be uh, editing this, cause I edit all of the videos, I really enjoy it. I'm like, there's so many golden nuggets in there. Like I'm gonna have to like pull, pull out every sentence you said and make it a quotable. <laughs> that was so powerful. I would love that. I never take, I never take the time for that. I always think, and I'm going to put some in my children's ceiling, right? Look what mom said. I always think I want to make quotables and put them on their ceiling. So they fall asleep at night thinking, you know, of all the great wisdom that their mother shares with them for free children. It's free. I don't even charge you. Right. But I just, it's okay. Sadly, (laughs) sadly, they don't realize it, but they will, but they will. I know. I know. You're sowing seeds for sure. So, okay. I I just want to touch upon just a little bit. And ladies, if you have questions about manufacturing, about getting into retail, about finding partners, let me know in the comments, um, because we're going to go, we're going to go ahead and move on. But I do want to ask, um, Mindy, so you were actively looking for a business idea when you were wiping your little girl's nope. nose. So nope. it was just, were you, okay. Yeah, I had elaborate. another business. I was running um, my trade show and I, was, I wasn't I was actively looking. Um, okay. I definitely had an entrepreneur spirit in me. Yes. Um, I love to do new things and try and go and whatnot. Um, but I already had a business. So it was just one of those things that really kept pulling at me and really did seem like a good idea. And I really kept waiting for one Google search to show up something that said, nope, it's already been done. Somebody else invented a nose wipe for, for kids. Um, and it's because it seems so simple. I mean, I always talk about, you know, in the toilet paper aisle, how they have wet and dry. Like your nose is just as tender as your tushy. So it seems like you should have that option. So I was always just kind of assuming that at some point um, we would discover that it, it wasn't going to work. Um, so no, I wasn't looking for it. And um, therein lies probably why I didn't actively um, pursue getting ahead of it and looking at how growing it with everything else that was already on my plate, just thinking that I could dump some more on um, was going to ever happen, right? I pray, I prayed all the time for Lord, I need 25 hours in my day. And he's like, nope. (laughs) So I just keep going, you know, why did I think at the time I, I, I think I just had this capacity to, to feel like, it's okay, I'm just going to make it work. It's such a good idea, and I'm sure God gave it to me because he wants me to do something with it. And, I, and you know, and I really had to have a lot of tough conversations to try to just figure out what, what to do next and, and where to go with it. Okay, but how do you discern? How do you discern the, the ideas that you have and say, this is the idea that really is is a gift for me, for me to pursue, or this is Mm -hmm. a distraction? How do you discern between those? Mm, That's a great question, Vicki. I think that there's a couple of things. One of them is why. Uh, I ask my clients a lot. I'll say, what's your fulfillment point with this idea, right? Mm -hmm. And if they say, I need to make money, probably not. Mm -hmm. If they say, I just need something to do. My kids are driving me bonkers and Mm -hmm. I can't possibly wipe another butt, probably not. Uh, If they say, you know, I just really feel like it would change a lot of people's lives for the better. 
I feel like yeah. it would make a huge difference for them. I feel like it's needed in the world. I feel like I have this this great intersection of skills, um, the finances to pursue it, the the support, the timing, the faith, the sturdy foundation with with which to grow it. Like there's just all these things that are lining up, and it's truly something purpose filled. And so um, I think when those things happen, and you really lead with something that has a lot of purpose um, and passion behind it. Uh, it's much likely, much more likely that it's going to reach its potential um, mm-hmm. before the profits start, you know, rolling in. And and that's really where we seek joy from. Because at the end of the day, we all know, you know, we can't take it uh, it with us. Money doesn't buy happiness. I mean, I can rattle off twelve thousand quotes, but yeah, I mean, you know, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, and Mindy, I I really appreciate your honesty and really your your take on that because I completely agree. If you're gonna jump into this by saying, okay, I need money. It's it's not going to work all the time. Go um, get a job. If you just exactly. need money, please go get a job. <laughs> okay, so because, and I, I agree, because this entrepreneurial journey takes a long time. It could be years before you're making a profit. And, yeah. you know, a lot of times, you know, you're depleting your family savings by building this yeah. business. And yeah, you know, it'll work. Yeah, the investment, okay, it'll work, but it'll take a couple of years. And so yeah. um, I, I want to <clears throat> give a shout out to our... Um, our previous guest, Jada Selner of Simple Green Smoothies. And while she was building this why brand, this brand that was so close to her heart, the brand that will change people's lives, she was a VA for someone. And like not mm-hmm. a lot of people know that. Yeah. Like she was side hustling. <laughs> and so you got to do a side hustle what brings you money while you're doing your hard work. And like for me even, like I do side hustles that I'm not really crazy about right now, you know, but it's what is getting mompreneur show ahead and and spreading that message and so um well and i think i just want to say something quickly about money because you know we could do a whole show on that um their money is is oftentimes a temptation that can lead to so much struggle and so even the sentence of if you need money there's like a lot of deep stuff in that you know i mean Mm -hmm. if you were to go back to why is it because you don't feel good spending money unless you make money in your family and your marriage? Okay. Is, is yeah. that set up for success? Um, you know, is it because you want more travel, a bigger house, better cars? Okay. Do you want that at the expense of being present around dinner on the table? Like the money conversation is a big one. And I think a lot of people just skim over the top of it. But at the end of the day, you know, if you feel valued simply for being a mother or even, you know, being a mother that works nine to three when her kids are at school or whatever it is, that actually opens up this powerful force in you for a capacity in other areas in your life where that's it. Like serving your family is is incredibly rewarding and that takes work. I'm not naive to understand that that's really hard for a lot of women. You know, you get up and you go to college and this is ultimately how I ended up in my mom life crisis is we live in a society right now where it's like, hey, grow up, go to college or something or get a degree, get a specialty. You're going to be really great at something. Hear me roar. Women can do everything. You can have it all. So you go to college, you do this, you do that. And all of a sudden you have a baby and they're like, oh, by the way, here's your baby. And they need you all the time and everything they do will be blamed on you if they do it well or if they do it wrong or if they do it right. And the girl next to the street is doing it all and she's a size five and her marriage looks great and this and that and the other. And you're just sitting there like, wait, I just wanted to go be a nurse or I have skills in marketing or I really wanted, wait, what? And so you feel this immediate conflict and it's truly not about money and it's not about career. It's about the fact that now you've taken on the biggest, greatest capacity the biggest role that God is going to give you in your life and you weren't prepared to let go of all the other 
things that you were finding your identity in. Your marriage, your figure, your your face, your money, your life, your happiness, your success, your career. You weren't prepared to let go of those. You just thought you could add mothering on the top of it, and you cannot do that. You will completely fall apart, which, you know, that's a good segue to my story. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm like, okay, so your book, I thought your book, like, completely like made a mark an incredible mark in my heart but what you just said right there that was amazing that that was amazing and so oftentimes we compare ourselves to others but really what the question is is it does it really just seem like it or do they really have it all Oh, they don't. And we all know that they don't. And they just start, you know, if you look back, even women right now that have kids about the age of maybe under 10, they, you know, they, they were in college, high school, kind of getting married, you know, white picket fence. Okay, we have a dog. Now we should start thinking about kids. Right around the time, you know, reality TV was crazy. Um, all these things were happening in our world and, and the internet took off and we all had access to other people's front stage productions. And nobody really wanted to show you the backstage show. So we started forming, uh, oh, well, if they can, I can. If they can, I can. And that is such, I mean, I don't have to talk about the spiral. But what that's honestly created in our world, Vicki, is, you know, we have Facebook pages, Moms Who Drink and Swear, Moms Who Need Wine, 4.4 million moms follow and love books about, oh, I'm mom of the year. Let's just joke about it. It's really not something to joke about. It's very serious. And so we had all these moms that began to start to feel all this guilt because they couldn't do all these things that all these other moms were doing. And so with that guilt, instead of confronting it, trying to fix it, they're like, I'm just going to go drink. I'm just going to go exercise. I'm just going to go start a business. I'm just going to go somewhere else. Oh my god! Instead gosh. of dealing with it. Okay. So I literally like right here, like remembered <laughs> what you said about guilt. And I want to read the quote really quick. Let the guilt and shame make you make changes in your life. Guilt trips are gut checks. Can you talk to us about more about that? Yeah, I think um, that really what they are are whispers. Um, for me, I didn't realize until um, I got to the other side of my complete rock bottom that they were truly God whispering to me like, you have other things to be doing and I will bring you this career and what you're seeking and I will bring you the finances and I will bring you the marriage that is rich with love and I will bring you the mothering moments you crave where your children want you when they're hurt and not their dad or not their nanny because I craved that when I was going through boogie wipes. I was like, why don't they want me? Oh, because I'm never there. And, you know, when I got to a point where I could finally start to recognize Oh, I feel guilty leaving my kids today. Um, I would go, okay, then why am I leaving? Where am I going? I, you know, I, I, I make $75 an hour, right? When I do my consulting at $75 one hour. Is, is it worth it for me to focus all day on getting ready, packing up, going out, doing this, 75, coming back, like getting dressed? I mean, putting a bra on, putting mascara on. You know what I'm talking about when you're a mom. Like it's a big production to get up and get and go out the door. So I really started to stop and go, how can I do this work and not feel bad leaving my kids. Where do I find that? And so I slowly started making some changes to how I worked in my business. And any and every mom can can totally do this. Like you can stop and work when you work and mom when you mom. And what happened was this amazing, glorious thing that I didn't even realize was happening until it happened, which was I would be leaving to go work and my kid would be like, oh, mom. And I'd be like, actually, no, you're okay. We just spent four days together. We went here. We hi I was fully engaged. I was present. We had a great weekend. And now I got some work to do. 
oh, okay, yeah, I guess you're kind of right. And I felt great. And I would engage with my clients and go and do my work, and I was present, and there was no guilt. And then, you know, vice versa, when I'd have a really successful, focused work, not sitting here Facebooking, Googling, but I was truly working and doing my thing, and then I went back into my family, I didn't feel guilty that I wasn't responding to my clients' emails at 11 o'clock at night, because I'm like, you just had me all day. I'm with my family right now. That's not how this works. So it created this this kind of flow, and I've gotten to the point now where I can feel the guilt, and it in my marriage, if I maybe haven't texted my husband a you know sweet nothing in the day or if I don't really understand okay I wonder how my my son's relationship is doing with this friend at school that he I needed to follow up with that those are the things that I I learned to stay on top of oh my gosh that was incredible oh my goodness and I I know like I keep saying this but I'm like oh my gosh my heart like you're speaking directly to me Mindy you're speaking directly into my soul and I I'm sure that, I mean, we have um, a lot of moms watching us live and I'm sure you're speaking to their souls as well. And so can you tell us a little bit about when you hit rock bottom, what happened? Yeah. Um, you know, the, the condensed, um, you know, Mm -hmm. peanut gallery version, so to speak, um, boogie wipes took off and I threw myself into it wholeheartedly. I had two kids Mm -hmm. at the time and then I got pregnant with my third. Um, and I still just thought that I could work all the time, literally up first thing in the morning, grabbing my phone, checking my work, going to the office, checking my work, picking the kids up at school, going back, getting in some Taco Bell on the way working. Oh, you know, thinking the whole time, oh, I'm, I I always laugh at the excuse of, of the moms that say teaching my daughters that they can do anything. And I'm teaching my children that they can absolutely. But I promise you there is some value in that. I'm not negating the fact that it's great to empower our kids to, to feel the gratitude that we, we live in a free country where you could create a a business and and go follow your dreams and make them happen. But is that truly worth, yeah, I have a great business. I haven't really talked to my mom in forever. We weren't really very close growing up because she was actually working all the time, but I have a great business. That's not what you want for your relationship with your child as they grow. And that's what I was telling myself oh no, they get to see me working in the office and come to events with me and all these things. And then I started trying to do this thing where it was like this great multitasking thing. I I would go on about how great it was that the kids were here and you can, you know, do this with the baby on your hip and you can work and then you just take care of them and while they're napping and that was a mess. And so basically what happened is after about five years, Boogie Wipes grew and grew. Um, we got into some great retail chains, um, we hit about 15 million in sales. Um, my husband at the time was actually a pilot, um, a career that I fully supported for him, not recognizing that it was, it was going to leave me alone more than I realized. Um, and I just began this cycle of guilt. The guilt just started to eat me and eat me and eat me. And I became just this like robotic machine. I became sad. I got an eating disorder. Um, I got to the point of where I truly could, couldn't, I just couldn't do it anymore. I mean, I was like getting up, feeling this worry from the kids. They would say, you know, that moment when somebody makes like one little negative comment to you and you should be able to go, that's your opinion of me. I, I think I'm doing okay. I think that, you know, people would say one little thing to me and I was like a ball of crying on the floor because they were right. They were totally right. They were speaking to my soul. And so I went to my business partner um, one day and was like, I have to make a big change. I told her about how my health was suffering. Um, I told her about where I was at, what I was um, enduring. And ultimately she was like, wait a minute, sister, like I'm running a business over here and we have a thing going on. And I don't know that it's great that you just walk out right now. And 
tension grew between us. Um, one thing led to another. The details are in my book. And ultimately, I had to leave the company. And we couldn't get to a point where I could really be present in any of the daily work um, or find or create a position for me that worked. We had a board of advisors. We'd taken in $1.8 in equity. Um, we had 19 employees. There was a lot of dynamics. And so she had a lot to protect from me, honestly, because I was a little bit of a loose cannon. <laughs> so, so she was like trying to figure out how do I help Mindy? How do I figure this out? And we couldn't come to a place where, you know, ultimately I could stay. So I left. Um, the business sold about a year later um, for, you know, a substantial amount. There was a lot of legal stuff in the middle. Um, I should add that when I left, I was able to secure what I see now as the greatest blessing that God has ever given me because because of the circumstances of it, I was able to get some of my pay during the time that I until the business sold. So I was being paid monthly, um, but I wasn't actually working. And that was everything that I needed to not worry about money, so to speak, and really focus on who I was as a person and figure my life out. Um, so that was happening and that was a huge blessing. And that actually ended up being the only thing that I got from the sale of the business. So, um, the business ended up selling uh, all this fancy lingo came in. Um, my business partner moved, which was definitely disappointing for her. She took her up and rooted her family and moved to Cincinnati. Not something she really wanted to do, moved with the company. Um, and ultimately I never got anything. Um, I had to file a bankruptcy because I had gone way in debt, you know, starting the business. Um, so it's, it was challenging. And then through all of that, um, unfortunately, because I had neglected my marriage for so long and, um, we truly just came to an impasse where, you know, he was, like I said, he was a pilot. He was gone. I was a wreck. I wanted home. We couldn't, we couldn't heal. And so we ended up getting divorced. So then I became a single mom, <laughs> which is a whole nother show. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was a very, very challenging, all of that, you know, transpired over the course of about two years. Oh my gosh. I'm just oh going to take a deep breath. <laughs> wow. How did you, how did you recover? Um, slowly. I had a very poignant, um, moment. I, I, I will tell you that the biggest change in my life now is that I seek God each and every day at the beginning, middle, and sometimes hourly. And I had a moment in the middle of um, what I was going through where I was truly just, you know, I, I had believed in God for many years all growing up, but I believed when it was convenient. Like I, you know, did what our pastor yesterday called 911 prayers, like, God, get me out of this situation, or God, help me with that, or God. And there was no like, God, what do you want me to do right now? Where am I, where should my heart be? I wasn't reading the Bible. I wasn't really going to church very regularly. I didn't really have a, a surrounding community of people to help lift me up yeah. or embrace mothering. And truly, in my moment of surrender to him, he just reached down and told me that mothering is not slavery, Mindy. It's servitude. And I have been watching you. And I am so proud of you. And these children are a gift. And you, I will give it back to you. I will give you back what you've been missing. But you have to do it differently. And I was like, okay, okay, I'll do anything. And so, you know, my recovery came through him. I just slowly started building my way back up. I started making different choices. I started listening to the whispers. I completely... 
I spent a while, actually, I moved back in with my parents, bless their heart, and they took great care of me for a couple of weeks when I was really at a low. Um, and truly, Vicky, I went back to, like, who the little girl and, like, who do I want to be when I grow up? <laughs> you know, and I was like, I want to have friends and I want to be happy and I want to... I want to cook for my family and I want to have adventures and, and I want to work. I could have a career and I want to do these things. And then I had to put them in priority. I use this analogy a lot that with our kids, right? So we want them to get good grades. We want them to use their manners and their pleases and thank yous. We want them to be grateful. We want them to, you know, have faith, go to church. We want them to play sports. We want them to be good friends. We have all this list of these things that we want for them. But every single day, we're making decisions like, are we eating dinner on the run to go to another sports game? Are we skipping church to go to your friend's birthday party? Um, am I just letting that little temper tantrum go because I have other things to do? And what you're telling your kid is what you truly value for who they are. And that was what happened in my life is I had to go, I had to put those in order. And if you think that, you know, your value system is, is a horizontal line, it is not. It is longitude. It is up and down. And there is something at the top that you do every day and you make a priority. And then you go to next, next, next. I love that question you asked in the beginning about your marriage. And, you know, I I did not value it. I valued mothering over my marriage, being a good mom over being a good wife. That was way backwards. So my children need, you know, a husband and a wife and a home that are loving and caring and talk to each other so much and are kind to each other so much because that's what I want for them. So I think the recovery came and really reset of who I wanted to be, what I wanted to stand for. Um, and I, it didn't come at the expense of being able to have a career. Um, you know, God brought me these tools of scheduling and systems mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. setting expectations and people. And I have just been amazed to watch the way that my business has grown and the provision has flown in the front door and he is just he's just been a mighty great good father to me mindy oh my gosh this is incredible so can we i know like we're totally running out of time but could you share um some of the things that um now that you do differently to prioritize your marriage to be present with your children and to really build build your home and then build you know that comes before building your business I think there's a, a few key ones. I mentioned the priority shift and listening for those whispers to keep track of. Um, one of the biggest things is scheduling. So I am constantly telling my clients, no matter what age your kids are, if they're at school, you have a built-in schedule of time that you can work. Um, do not schedule work outside of that time. Look at your week and go, okay, this is a three-hour project. I have a three-hour window. I'm doing it on Thursday. It's okay if your calendar doesn't have actual meetings with people, but it has blocks of work on this project, work on this project. If it's Tuesday and you have that project on Thursday, then why are you thinking of it on Tuesday? Because Tuesday should have some other work in it. So really staying focused and the, the work in front of you and breaking it down by blocks. Um, another big important thing is to work backwards into what the expectations are that you have set for yourself that your um, husband is expecting of you, meaning financially. If your husband's like, look, sweetie, I really need you to bring in $2,000 a month this month, then you need to sit down and go, okay, how many units is that do I have to sell? How many people do I have to service with my business? Okay, so I need to do this many a week, this many a month. Is that even reasonable? Do you need to look at your husband and go, baby, I love you so much, and, and we're going to have an amazing pot roast tonight, but there ain't nowhere come heaven or high water that I'm making 2000 bucks this month. 
Like you got to communicate with them so that expectations are set in the right place. So if you can work backwards into where you need to be each month, then you don't feel that like hamster wheel drowning. Like, I don't know, I got to get it. So, and on the note of expectations, um, you know, nobody expects you to run a marathon if they've never seen you run. So my point being, if you are returning emails at 11 o'clock at night or first thing in the morning and people are emailing you, they're expecting that from you. If you're working when um, your kids get home from school, they're just expecting that from you. Um, if you all of a sudden decide to make some changes right now, which, um, you know, if you've, if you've felt conflicted and you're like, I got to listen and I got to make some changes, sit down your family and talk to them about that. Kids, here's how things are going to go right now. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, grandma's picking you up from school. I'm going to be working for two hours. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I'm all yours from three to nine. Or, honey, I need you to help with the kids now on Saturday mornings from this time to this time. And in exchange for that, I'm not going to make dinner and tiptoe back into my office for just a few more minutes that leads to an hour. And then you fall asleep again by yourself on the couch. And I feel like a really crappy wife. So, my point being setting expectations with people in your life for when they can expect you to be fully present. Mm, that is so good, Mindy. And the, the part about the, uh, the husband on the couch is so true. Like it is, I, I've made that mistake ladies and I haven't, I haven't spoken about this, but I would, my husband worked swing shift. And so I would always get into the habit of working late until he comes home, which, you know, around midnight, mid uh, 1230. But then he switched um, shifts. And so I kept working until midnight, 1230. And so that was such a bad habit because he would go to bed by him, by himself. And that was not good for my marriage. And so like Mindy, I just want to, you know, really confirm that that is so true. It's so important to really prioritize going to going to bed together. Yeah. It's- well, and especially because husbands, ladies, you know this, that the number one thing that your husband desires from his relationship with you is respect. And you are showing so much respect to him when you communicate that you're aware that he might miss you. When you communicate that you're aware that he has expectations for your business and what you're doing. So if you can just say, you know, baby, because I respect your role and I, and I love our marriage, what do you think? What should I do? You know, involving him, he doesn't have to be involved in the intimate details of how your business is being run, mm-hmm. but he needs to be involved in the intimate details of where your head is at the dinner table. Cause he deserves that. Don't you want to know what's going on with him? If he all of a sudden was just going to come home late, wouldn't you want to know? You just said, right. What if your husband was like, didn't even tell you he was, he was switching his shift around. And I mean, a lot of times moms and business are just, you're kind of just always borrowing from here, borrowing from Peter to pay Paul little pockets of this. And that's always going to leave this empty feeling because you're never truly getting ahead. So I completely affirm that, that if you can begin, and you're going to be restless, mama. I'm just telling you that first year for me, my brain was like, oh no, I'm thinking of work and I'm at the dinner table, but I should be. And what I've learned to do with that, and this would be another good piece of advice. I've learned to dig in to my children's lives. And I know because honestly, like us, our entrepreneur minds are constantly like moving, thinking, ideas, going, it's hard for us to be still. So what I've been able to do is, is change that, um, what I'm thinking about to be more about my family. So meaning I've started, you know, honey, how was your day? And not how was your day, but literally processing, like, who does he sit by at work? What projects is he working on right now? How can I follow up and trying to put those and categorize them away? Same thing with my kids. Who do your kids sit next to at school? 
Who's picking on them on the playground? Because somebody is. Who are they picking on? Because they're picking on somebody. What are they worried about today? What do they need prayers for? Um, what are they excited for this week? Um, really taking that like spinning uh, doing and translating it into actions. So um, the, the another piece of advice for you is that I know you get that feeling. And when I'm feeling that anxiousness, right, that like after dinner or while it's cooking, I could just email or I could just I don't have my work email on my phone. I truly start to I clean out a silverware drawer or I start some laundry or I add something to the calendar or something that's home related because ladies, when your kids interrupt you while you're doing the laundry, are you nearly as short tempered with them as when they interrupt you when you're responding to an email? No, like not at all. You're like, Oh, folding socks. Hey mom, I need you know, you're so happy to put the socks down. But for some reason, when they have the exact same request and you're working, you're like, crazy mom get away from me don't talk to me i'm busy right now so if you can just try to you know categorize <laughs> oh your projects gosh. i just made a, vid- a whole video about this but um i've just found myself to be so much more patient if i can just stay in yeah. in those buckets yeah oh my gosh mindy like this is so relatable to me and i know I that moms you, are watching and they're like oh my gosh this is so cool um <laughs> evelyn says real talk um, so it, okay. So what you said about, um, the working, uh, when your kids are not home and then really focusing, oh my gosh, that has worked so well for me. But when I homeschooled last year, mm-hmm. that was the worst. There was yep. no, there was no, like, there was boundaries, but I felt like it was the hardest thing in the world. I'm with my kids 24 seven and it's so hard to make those to distinguish I'm working right now or I'm with my kids and they're like, you know, watching a, a video on how to do the math problem or whatever. So, and then theming days is so cool. I love that you said um, about like really being present and doing stuff at home versus like the home stuff while the kids are home. And it's so funny that you said that because as I'm growing in my entrepreneurial journey, I am like just because I'm the host of the Mompreneur Show and just because I'm interviewing the most incredible mom entrepreneurs does not mean that I've got it all figured out. Like I <laughs> None of oh, us do. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> exactly. And so like, but I have started doing that where I'm home with my kids. My only thing that I'm struggling with now is like putting my phone away when mm-hmm. I'm home with my kids. And so I feel that's the biggest struggle. My computer is all hooked up and I try not to move it around because it's like it has this whole huge technology thing. So I rarely take it out of the office. Um, and I'm like, okay, office is off limits when the kids are home, but my phone is always with me. So really working on that. Mindy, oh my gosh, I don't even know how to say thank you to you because this has been such a huge blessing to me. Oh, I, honestly, it is to me too. I mean, I am a huge advocate for the fact that each person watching today, each one who sees this story, they have their own story and their product or their service or the testimony of their marriage, their mothering, what God's doing in their life. And I have truly just released so much of, of just that, like turning inside me by just sharing and every opportunity that I get, I know that, you know, God was really writing a story for me to be able to share. So I, embrace opportunities like this. I love meeting women and hearing where they're at and helping them look at where they'd like to go to bridge that gap, to help them recognize that 
you know, it's not, if people are like, oh, so you used to be, you know, have this great entrepreneurial business and now you're saying don't work or nice. And I'm like, no, what I'm truly saying is listen to the whispers, listen to your, your God check, your gut check, who you want to be. You, there are some moms who work 40 hours a week and they still would say that they feel fulfilled in their marriages and their children would still say that their mom is around and present and she loves me. And, and it's truly the quality of the time. It's not the quantity. So, you know, you mentioned homeschooling. You probably, if you would have sat and focused, gotten more homeschooling work done in three hours than five hours of watch a video, mommy's going to work, watch a video, mommy's going to work. <laughs> so it's really just that, you know, and I totally get it wrong too. Just yesterday, my teenager caught me on my phone when I was trying to have a client doing on something and, and tomorrow has a huge meeting, wanted to run a presentation by me. I desperately wanted to help. And so I was explaining to him what was going on and he was like, okay, mom, you know, remember what you say. And what he was trying to remind me was, it's okay to make exceptions to your rules when circumstances in life happen. But for me personally, I step back and then I remember what the rule is. Because if you don't do that, then all of a sudden you've rewritten rules. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're living somebody else's life. Yeah. So oh staying really focused on what those are is really, really important. And your kids totally keep you accountable. Vicki, tell your children, mommy does not want to be distracted by my phone. So if you see me on my phone and you need me, you know, I want you to talk to me about that so I can work on that. And, yes. you know, and then of course my little one, anytime, well, he's eight and he'll just run in anytime I'm in the middle of something, you know, texting grandma and he'll just be like, mom, I need you right now. And I'll be like, okay, well now we have to talk about, you know, cause they have to learn a yeah. little bit of like, yeah. but the worst thing is when they need you and your, you, your phone's pinging and they're telling you this, the story for the seventh time. And you're like, oh my gosh, just gouge my eyes out. I've heard this 12 <laughs> times and I know that the goods happened and I know that that, and it, but they just, you know, if you just listen and look and go, wow, and ask a question and all of those things will make such a huge difference. So, um, you know, try to be engaged and present and, and just listen. Because honestly, kids are very funny. I mean, I don't know if you're at that point yet, but my kids say some stuff and I am just, it just cracks me up. I just have to go, oh, Lordy. Mindy, <laughs> thank you so much for your time. I really, really appreciate you. Oh, Vicki, God bless you and every woman out there just every single day, just, you know, seek to know that you are so needed and beautiful as a mother and there are so many rewards in it. And God is watching over each and every one of you. He loves that you are creating these little people to go out into the world and do great wonderful life love filled things happy love day to everyone tomorrow is an amazing day i'm actually probably not working much at all i'm just spending the whole day just focusing on ways to love my family and i would encourage all of you to to think about some of the same things and just know what, what a blessing each and every day is that you get to be a mom you truly get to be and and be be easy on yourself give yourself grace love yourself hug yourself there are times that i just have to go mindy you need a hug oh my gosh i love that all right sweetheart thank you again so much i really appreciate you you're welcome vicky take care Bye -bye. oh my goodness i hope you enjoyed this episode as much as i did that was absolutely incredible mindy is such an incredible example to me and one of my biggest takeaways is really to prioritize your family you know it might be seasonal where you're thinking oh this is just you know this week or this month um that i'm really crammed on on time i really got got to work on this project or that project you know and sometimes it's okay because sometimes it is give and take but if 
eventually I think that you need to really make a decision on what is taking more of your time. Is it your business or is it your children, maybe over your husband? So I think that it's so important to evaluate ourselves. And you know, something that worked for Mindy may not work for me or may not work for you, but I highly, highly encourage you to define your priorities. What is most important to you? Is it your marriage? Is it your children? Is it your business? And strive towards that. Really strive to get that balance. I know people say there's no such thing as balance, but I honestly think there is. I honestly think that there is a balance. It might not be balanced um, in one day, but it should be balanced, I think, at the end of the week. You should be able to look at your week and say, okay, so how was my week balanced with all the priorities that I have in my life? All right, I thank you so much again for tuning in. If you really enjoyed this episode, I highly encourage you to share this. Share it on your Facebook page, share it with a friend, maybe forward an email that you've gotten from me and really spread this message that really we mom entrepreneurs, we don't have to choose between a successful business or a happy marriage. We can do both, but we have to be very, very careful on how we spend our time. Again, thank you so much for listening to The Mompreneur Show. I'm your host, Vicky Lashenko, and this is a show that helps mom entrepreneurs win in business without losing at home. And again, I want to give a shout out to hardlotion.com incredible brand of skincare products, all natural. Get $5 off your purchase by going to hardlotion.com, adding stuff to your cart, and then put in Vicky as a checkout coupon code, and that is V-I-C-K-Y. And also to thank you to Audible for helping this, um, helping make the show happen. And Audible has thousands of books. You can listen to them on the go. Go to audible.com forward slash Vicky to get your free credit. I appreciate you again so much head on over to mompreneurshow.com for more more episodes just like this and i hope to see you live next monday at 10 a.m pacific 1 p.m eastern on facebook live all right mama i'll talk to you later have an amazing day